It's Wednesday, May 29th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're diving into Robert Mueller's mic drop. We'll explain what the special counsel's first public statement on the Russia probe means for the ongoing investigations connected to his investigations. Then, why the last standing abortion clinic in Missouri may have to stop performing them. And finally, we'll tell you where graduation and giving back could go hand in hand. We're here to make your Wednesday smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by Delta. Keep climbing. And keep listening, because we've got a lot to cover. The most complicated story today is about Robert Mueller. For more than two years, Robert Mueller has been on Do Not Disturb mode. Today, he turned back on. Briefly. The special counsel spoke publicly for the first time since he was appointed to investigate Russian interference in the 2016 election, the possible coordination with the Trump campaign, and whether President Trump obstructed justice. So today we're going to get into what he said, what he didn't say, and what this can mean for the investigations into his investigation. In a 10-minute statement, Mueller announced that the investigation was officially over. And he was stepping down. And that he was going to say a few words and then go home and turn his phone back to silent. Beyond these few remarks, it is important that the office's written work speak for itself. That written work is the Mueller report. All 448 pages of it. In March, Mueller gave that to his boss at the Justice Department, Attorney General Bill Barr. In April, it was publicly released, minus a bunch of blacked out parts. Apparently, Mueller's been working at the Department of Justice ever since, but they're not saying what he's been doing. Anyway, back to the highlights from the report. Mueller said, yes, the Russian government tried to influence the election and that members of the Trump campaign knew they would benefit from Russia's actions. But questions about whether President Trump committed a crime, either by colluding with the Russians or by trying to get in the way of the investigation, were left open. Barr said no collusion. Today, Mueller clarified, kind of. If we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. We did not, however, make a determination as to whether the president did commit a crime. Mueller then went on to explain that even if they had found that Trump had committed a crime, the special counsel couldn't have done anything about it. Because, like we said, he worked for the Department of Justice. And the DOJ's policies say that a sitting president can't be charged while in office, even if the charge is kept under seal. Charging the president with a crime was therefore not an option we could consider. And then he said, It would be unfair to potentially accuse somebody of a crime when there can be no court resolution of the actual charge. Okay, so they couldn't say for sure that the president didn't commit a crime. But if he had, they couldn't charge him while he's in office. And it was unfair to accuse him without actually charging him because he wouldn't be able to defend himself in court. So what was the point of the statement? Mueller said there was a good reason for this investigation, something a lot of Republicans have been questioning. And he explained why his office didn't end up charging the president, something a lot of Democrats have been asking. In fact, since the report was released, Democrats in Congress have been wanting to ask Mueller about all of that. Today, Mueller said, I'm done talking. Now, I hope and expect this to be the only time that I will speak to you in this manner. 
I am making that decision myself. No one has told me whether I can or should testify or speak further about this matter. And that was it. He said the report was his testimony. He took no questions. He thanked his team. Classic retirement speech. But before he dropped the mic, Mueller had one more point to make. There were multiple systematic efforts to interfere in our election. And that allegation deserves the attention of every American. So what's the skim? After Mueller spoke, President Trump tweeted that, quote, nothing changes from the Mueller report. There was insufficient evidence, and therefore, in our country, a person is innocent. The case is closed. Thank you. End quote. But there are a bunch of other investigations related to the Mueller investigation in the House and various state courthouses. So the case is not closed. There are plenty of other people asking questions. And Congress will be back in June and could have a subpoena ready for Mueller, whether he wants to talk or not. Up next, Missouri could become the first state to be without an abortion clinic in 45 years. We'll explain why. There are some things we can all agree on, like honeydew being the Monday of fruit. Delta gets it. Delta flies to 300 cities around the world. That's 300 cities where people are also saying, honey, don't. Delta doesn't fly to more than 300 cities to bring us together over fruit bowls. They do it to show us we're not so far apart in the first place. Delta, keep climbing. Over the past few months, Georgia, Alabama, Kentucky, Mississippi, Ohio, and Missouri have passed really strict laws about abortions. Louisiana is also voting on one. Some are trying to ban abortions after just six weeks. Those laws have been or are being challenged. Anti-abortion activists are hoping that the more conservative-leaning Supreme Court will take these challenges up and then overturn Roe v. Wade, the decision that gave women the right to an abortion. But there's another abortion rights issue going on in Missouri that people are also looking at closely. Right now, there's just one Planned Parenthood clinic that provides abortions there, in St. Louis. And Planned Parenthood says that clinic might have to stop performing abortions on Friday. That would make Missouri the first state in the U.S. without abortion services since 1974. For reasons that actually aren't directly related to the state's new law banning abortion. So here's the backstory. Lawmakers in Missouri have been trying to restrict access to abortion for years, but it's been kind of stealthy. In 1986, Missouri became the first state to require doctors to have admitting privileges at a nearby hospital. Proponents say it makes the procedure safer. Critics say abortion is one of the safest procedures, and admitting privileges can be difficult to get because many hospitals don't want to get mixed up in the abortion debate. Then in 2007, Missouri started requiring abortion clinics to upgrade their facilities to meet the standards of surgical centers. Since then, a bunch of states have passed these kinds of laws. All of these laws have meant fewer abortion clinics. In 2008, Missouri had five. By 2018, there were just two. Last year, the clinic in Columbia couldn't find a doctor with admitting privileges close enough to the center, so it had to stop performing abortions. So now the state has only one, in St. Louis. And here's why that one might now have to stop offering abortions. It has to do with an annual audit performed by the state, basically to make sure the clinic is in working order. 
After an inspection this spring, the state said it wanted to interview the St. Louis Clinic's doctors one-on-one. The clinic says the state didn't explain why they wanted to talk to the doctors or whether they could face criminal charges. A physician at the clinic called it harassment. So Planned Parenthood filed a restraining order. Here's Planned Parenthood's president, Dr. Lena Wen, yesterday on NPR. This is a public health crisis that if the court does not grant us a restraining order, Missouri will go dark and more than 1.1 million women of reproductive age will be living in a state where they cannot access essential health care the first time since 1974 that safe legal abortion is inaccessible to people in an entire state. Today, Missouri's Governor Mike Parson said Planned Parenthood can have its license renewed so long as they follow the state's rules. If Planned Parenthood can show they are abiding by the laws and regulations here in the state of Missouri, they should have every right under the law to have their license renewed and continue to provide patient services. But they should not receive any exceptions simply because they are one clinic. The timing is important here because Friday is when the clinic's current license expires. So while abortion is still legal in all 50 states, Right now, there are six states with only one clinic that provides abortions. And on Friday, there could be one state with none at all. But there's pushback from the other side, too. Missouri's neighbor to the north, Illinois, voted this week to strengthen their abortion protections. If the Planned Parenthood in St. Louis closes on Friday, people seeking an abortion will have to go to Illinois or Kansas instead. And many women already are. People in the Midwest have really been struggling with extreme weather recently. There have been at least 76 tornado reports since Monday, and the areas around the Mississippi and Arkansas rivers have been seeing massive flooding this spring. Farmers might be struggling the most, though, since it's their livelihoods that are at stake, and they're still waiting for Congress to pass disaster relief funding. One group is trying to help farmers deal with all that stress. It's called the Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health, It's part of the University of Iowa. They connect farmers with mental health providers to end the stigma surrounding mental health. Here's Brandi Jansen from the center. You know, if you're an owner-operator of a farm and you're used to managing this big, complex system, um, you also may feel that it's your job to to manage all of your um, mental health and stress uh, alone as well and without kind of taking advantage of the resources that are out there. It's Mental Health Awareness Month, and we have more for what you can do for your own mental health on our website. Go to theskim.com slash livesmarter. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from the Philippines. And trees. There's a new bill under debate in the Senate there that would require students to plant 10 trees in order to graduate. From anything, we're talking elementary school all the way through college. Why? The Philippines has suffered a lot from deforestation. In 1900, forests covered about 70% of the Philippines. By 2000, it was down to 20%. Officials say the new Graduation Legacy for the Environment Act could mean up to 175 million new trees planted every year. So instead of just getting graduation gifts, they're giving a gift to the planet. Yeah, we can get on board with that. 
And that's all for Skim This. Thanks for listening. We want to know what you think of the show. For real. We've got a survey on our website at theskim.com slash feedback. It only takes a few minutes, and if you complete it, we'll enter you for a drawing to win a $100 gift card. Plus, you get our undying gratitude. Priceless. So go to theskim.com slash feedback and tell us what you think, and you might win 100 bucks. Good luck. Good luck.